burning golden ale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here, on another thought-provoking Thursday for Torch Report 480, How the Club of Rome Took Control. Friends, this little-known group of powerful elites, the Club of Rome, they have been shaping the world for decades. And I, I I recently came across it again. Somebody shared something with me and it was referring to the Club of Rome. And I thought, yes, 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 this is the information that needs to be out there. You know, I, I first reported on the Club of Rome, if you've been with me for a while, and I've reported on them, their seedy connections to the globalist depopulation agenda. Back in Torch Report 284, 285, I documented how this agenda was has been deeply integrated into the UN Sustainable Development Goals and Agenda 2030 back in Torch Report 365. So, I mean, hundreds of reports here in the interim time that have kind of threaded all together. But there, there are those reports are highly relevant to today. So if this is unfamiliar with you, Torch Report 284, the WEF and the Club of Rome, 285, the Sinister Saga of the Secret Cabal, and of course, Torch Report 365, the Anti-Human Agenda. Those uh, would be a great launching point for study if, if any of this sounds a little bit crazy. So at the, at the onset here, I want to state what uh, what herein shall be accepted as well-established fact. A, or first, in, the global elites believe that the human population is unsustainable. I state that as an irrefutable fact. The second thing is that this, this small group of elites have developed very detailed strategies for depopulating the planet fact. Third thing I want to point out, their overarching strategies have been infused into current public policies. That's from the global to the local level. Uh, Also, these policies are formulated and they are being disseminated by global level organizations like the UN, the WEF, WHO, etc. The last thing I want to point out here as a well-established fact is the fact that these global policies are set to replace our local policies and ultimately control our lives. So what we're talking about here is a global displacement of representative government. It will impact all of our lives just as much as taking gasoline uh, out of the equation. Like if we remove fossil fuels, we can't have gas cars, can't have gas stoves, can't have gas generators. That's going to affect everybody's lives. Ze shall eat bugs and be happy. Own nothing and be happy. All of that's going to affect our lives. But these policies are coming down from on high and they're largely being directed by the Club of Rome. So I want to just get into this, uh, into some depth today. So if any of those statements seem questionable to you, I suggest digging in to the previous reports that do, in fact, substantiate these wild-eyed conspiracies. Uh, They substantiate these claims beyond reproof and speculation, friends. I claim the Torch Report is the truth you can trust, not because I ask you to take my word for it. I am just an ignorant peasant, but I do an insane amount of research to share with you what you need to learn to dig in to find and develop your own informed perspective. So as for today's discussion, friends, I'd like to turn our attention to the specificity and the detail of these plans, as well as the mechanisms by which such strategies are rapidly reshaping public perception and by extension, reshaping the world as we know it. Uh, Because the world around us is always changing, It is not possible to understand life from a fixed point of view. This is just a personal contention of mine. Now, our 
perspectives, our perception and our perspectives, but our perspectives specifically should naturally change and evolve over time as the natural, uh, it's a natural occurrence due to the impact and the processing of new information and life experience. This is an aspect of human nature that our perspectives are always changing and evolving. This is very well understood by the global elite, and it is reflected in the various nodes of their efforts, such as the adaptation agenda, uh, though it's very often overlooked at the personal level, right? We don't realize just how much we change constantly. We're always changing how our perspectives evolve over time. Our perceptions evolve over time. Uh, they do. And that's why they're driving things like the adaptation agenda. And the WEF, uh, the Club of Rome, the whole global cabal, they're really keen to this and how to facilitate and cultivate these sort of changes, directing the changes that happen within us. And if we fail to grasp the implications of this fact, it is going to lead to dire consequences. Let's say like the whole of humanity being uh, enslaved in a great inescapable socialist surveillance state, just for example. But friends, we, we have to understand our own humanity. Because it is perhaps the greatest antidote to the intentional manipulation of our mind, of our emotions, of our humanity. If we don't understand uh, how we function as human beings, and they do, they have a significant advantage. I'm sure you understand what I'm saying here. You know, self-understanding, is it's a lifetime endeavor. Because we change all the time, we're always trying to figure ourselves out. Uh, and, and I think maybe because of that, because it's a little esoteric, it's philosophical fluff, a lot of people don't seem to hold self-understanding as a very high priority, especially just, you know, the average uh, everyday citizen going about their business. You know what I mean? They're just getting work done, head down, get work done. That's awesome. But uh, if we're being manipulated and the masses at large are in fact being manipulated, uh, it's it's due to this lack of self-understanding how we function as human beings. And so as a result of this failure to hold up self-reflection, self-understanding as a high priority, the majority of the population simultaneously, A, fails to contemplate or comprehend the latent power of their own human potential, and B, they gradually drift further away from self-understanding over the course of a lifetime. And this, uh, it may seem counterintuitive, intuitive, <laughs> and counterintuitive uh, to think that, that we as humans drift further away from self-understanding over a lifetime, but it's true nonetheless. It's because we get caught up in, in circles in our own mind, the walls that we have created or we've accepted in our own mind. But I'm not going to get into all of that today, friends. I am an exceptionally philo philosophical peasant. Um, I can't always chase all the rabbits, though. So the reason that people tend to drift away from a deeper understanding over time is, is due to external factors that are in fact being manipulated by the secret hand of the invisible global cabal, i.e. the global elites who understand human nature better than we understand ourselves. And so I wanted to wade into today's discussion with this kind of highbrow understanding. I wanted to set the stage and set a tone that resonates with the literature that we're going to kind of dig into today. I've been pouring through a bunch of um, literature here, you know, hundreds and hundreds of pages of their reports coming from the, the WEF, coming from the Club of Rome. And I think it's imperative that we understand 
The people pushing this depopulation agenda are highly intelligent, they're very methodical, and they are rigorous in their efforts. And these attributes, the intelligence, the, the methodical and rigorous efforts, and the fervor with which they have pursued this agenda has blinded them to their own delusions. However, you know, that does not negate their intelligence. It does not negate their strategies or the fact that they have been unbelievably successful in promulgating and propagating this perspective worldwide that human beings are the problem, okay? And, yeah, you know, put simply, friends, these, the global elites are so focused and so consumed with the idea that there are too many people on the planet which is a false premise, by the way. But th those pushing this agenda, they've lost touch with reality, but they're still smart and they're still working hard. So they are pushing this idea that human beings are the problem, we need to depopulate the planet, and they've spread it all around the world. And this is exactly what their plan was to do, to spread these ideas as far and wide and as fast as possible. And I, I want to show you how they kind of thought this through, citing the Club of Rome's 1970 report on the predicament of mankind. Now realize that most of the, uh, most people on the planet have never heard of the predicament of mankind, and, and those who are Living in the modern world, many of them were not even born in 1970. But the predicament of mankind was written and published by the Club of Rome in 1970. And we find where the rubber meets the road in this effort to promulgate their perspective worldwide. It comes right out of their objectives, right? They say that... Uh, Quote, to make the results of these studies and reflections known to the public opinion in scientific, intellectual, and political circles and to centers of decision-making at all levels in order to influence the utmost extent the conduct of the... To, I'm sorry. In order to influence to the utmost extent the conduct of the world's affairs in a more rational and human way. Uh, period, end quote. I kind of botched that, but, you know... They go on waxing eloquent about all of these, you know, ec ecological balance. You know, we got to save humanity from itself. We got to keep nature in balance, aka we have to depopulate the earth. And then these very intelligent people state the obvious. They state that to pull it off, they have to make the results of these studies. So they're creating the data. They're creating the research that says we need to depopulate the planet, and they they need to get this information uh, into the heads of as many people as power, accepted in the power centers that are driving global policy. And I just want to point out a couple things here. You know, first, the studies that they're talking about are nothing more than mathematical models. They're based on speculation, on assumption, on non-granular data, on non-delineated projections, and on other sorts of erroneous thinking. They're just making this stuff up, okay? The second thing is that drawing upon the sophisticated expertise of advanced mathematicians and computer scientists. You know, they got a, a chart in their predicament of mankind. Like, how are they going to solve this? Well, we need, like, the world's best computer scientist, mathematician, uh, psychologist, sociologist, and let's get them all together. Yeah, that's what they did. They're gathering people together to solve these problems. And these experts, uh, mathematicians, computer scientists, and such, were building these models and these models, statistical models, were being fed into the supercomputers of the day. Okay, specifically, they were feeding this information into the Honeywell 632 
and the Control Data Corporation, the CDC's CDC 3800. I put some links in there. It's a rabbit hole I can't chase, but it's very, very fascinating to me, personally. I find it absolutely fascinating that the Club of Rome had access to and was using the military version of commercial mainframe computers back in the 1960s. Virtually no one in the public at that time had any access to a computer, maybe didn't even know what a computer was, let alone did they understand the average person, what these new powerful machines were capable of doing. And I think in many ways, this is kind of a foreshadowing of the current landscape, wherein most of the public remains completely oblivious to the weaponized AI that is being used to usurp the will of we the people. Now, to contrast uh, the contrast, I should say, behind kind of the big brains behind the globalist agenda, they're getting all these top-notch people together, and the average peasant who is on the receiving end of this agenda, I think it's kind of roughly on par with comparing Einstein to a modern college student. Uh, if the two were to square off and compete in a game of strategy, obviously there would be no contest. And so it is. As, uh, as more of we the people wake up to what's really going on here, more people begin to realize that we're on the receiving end of plans that have been in motion for over 50 years. We only wake up to realize that we've discovered too little too late. We, we have too few resources to overcome the global momentum that has been intentionally built by the Club of Rome since the 1970s. Now, friends, it would be difficult to comprehend just how thorough and brilliant their strategies are. You'd have to go in and dig through their full 72-page report on the predicament of mankind. Again, they put the link in the report several times a day. I suggest you do if you have the time or the interest. But I want to offer you a taste of the complexity in their thinking and their reports here, their strategies. For example, when, uh, when confronting the fact that it's hardly possible, they say it's hardly possible to marshal, marshal the brain power to pull this off, essentially, right? They, like, it's very, I don't know how we're going to do this, you know? They're, they're confronting that. And they say this. They confront the reality and they say, quote, Since it is hardly possible that the necessary scientific brain power could be marshaled and shaped into interdisciplinary teams for a temporary assignment of such magnitude, it would be more feasible to set up an effective method of organizing and managing inputs that could be obtained, mainly from intellectual sources now available in think groups, consulting firms, research institutes, academic institutions, industry, etc. Okay, end quote. So the core concept behind this, you know, 1970 proposal. They proposed the World Forum. Two years later, that gave birth to the World Economic Forum that we know today. But the core of their proposal was that they needed to set up a more effective method of organizing. They wanted to marshal the brain power uh, of all of these experts and get them together and be able to use that as expertise to influence public policy. That's what the world is driving force behind the World Economic Forum today. And they envisioned, you know, part of their directive was to in in <laughs> to have this unelected global body to do, you know, all this stuff. I, I'm actually, I'm just going to read a little bit uh, out, a lengthy uh, section here, excerpt from the uh, from the predicament of mankind. It's a, it's a long paragraph, but bear with me here, okay? This is their words. This is how they talk, okay? They say, and this is the directive behind the World Economic Forum. They say, the thrust 
of the World Forum study would be directed to creating the elements of a world policy and to to devising means for its subsequent enaction in the form of new world institutions and their corresponding instrumentalities. The working out of operational plans having world scope might hopefully follow. However, the principal goal of the World Forum study, as the Club of Rome sees it, would be to convey to policymakers and to the public at large a dramatic state-of-the-world message supported by proposed policy responses. In other words, it would serve to clarify our fears and give focus and direction to our hopes. This might in turn give rise to a massive public prise de conscience that would pave the way to action by enlightened governments and world leaders, period. End quote. Friends, oh my gosh, buried within that, okay, to, to deliver a dramatic state of the world message, you know, warning, 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 humans are destroying the planet. You know, this is going to clarify our fears and pave the way for enlightened leaders, you know. Thus, we find within this very scientific sounding pontification, their ultimate objective is laid bare. They intend to clarify our fears, i.e. train our mind to focus on fear in order to pave the way for enlightened governments and world leaders. Enlightened governments and world leaders. Their words, not mine. Friends, it's absolutely no coincidence that Klausy Klaus Schwab, Dr. Evil himself, president and founder of the World Economic Forum, he refers to enlightened leadership in his book, COVID-19, The Great Reset, he's got a whole section on it. I, I wrote about that a long time ago. So if you've been with me, you've, you've probably heard that before. But if you think about it, what did COVID do? Well, it clarified our fears, didn't it? You know, it, it brought them front and center. It put them in focus. It trained our hopes in, in the direction of experimental government-funded injections that have since proven to have disastrous consequences for humanity. Okay, they, they created the problem, provided the solution. And it proved disastrous unless, of course, the entire plot was designed and deployed for the sake of depopulation, which I contend that it was and many others do as well. Friends, what I want to point out here is that this pattern is probably as old as time to, to train people on fear and then provide a solution. But with the advent of modern technology, even 1960s supercomputers, this pattern and the capacity for manipulation with fear has been infinitely expanded. So just, you know, just as they were able to use mathematics to map out the complexities of human interaction using what today would be considered, you know, very rudimentary technology, they're doing this in the 60s, but they had the computer technology to do this, to crunch the equations, essentially. Now, you know, the subsequent compilation and collection of data from that time till now, all this data being fed into incomprehensibly powerful machines, this has given the same group of ruling class elites a new set of tools that is that it truly defies description. It is, in fact, incomprehensible. Uh, friends, we take all of this reality and kind of overlay it with uh, uh, with all the breakthroughs in human psychology made from the early you know early to mid nineteen hundreds. With the understanding in human psychology and the advent of technology, we arrive now at what the globalists have concluded is the fact that we're nothing more than hackable animals, right? It's not an entirely untrue statement, but we are not soulless hackable animals, but we are hackable, and they understand how to do this. However, even the Club of Rome and the WEF 
Even though they've been busying away, gathering the global elites for the purpose of developing and deploying world policies and depopulating the planet, really the genius of their strategy is exposed in their hopes that their collective efforts might in turn give rise to a massive public prix de conscience. Prix de conscience. What the hell does that mean? You know, give it to me in English. Lou, come on. What do those words prix de conscience mean? Friends, I had to look it up. I'll tell you what. According to the Cambridge Dictionary, this is French for the act of realizing. Prix de conscience is, is the act of realizing something. In other words, through global collaboration and sophisticated propaganda, the global elite aim to help the peasants realize the need to sacrifice themselves for the greater good, to submit to global totalitarian control in order to save the planet, i.e. to preserve ecological balance as stated as the values-based present premise of the global Rome. Ah, <laughs> oh, friends, uh, ecological balance is good. Overpopulation is bad. The world needs a prix de conscience to realize this, friends. Uh, society can be very effectively divided upon these lines, and indeed we already have been, and now our enlightened leaders and, and our enlightened government, they just need to continue on this relentless march toward total control, selectively culling the herd at will and building for themselves their utopian ecological fantasy they call future Earth. Friends, left to themselves... We're going to get there in no time. Unless, of course, we can catalyze a massive prix de conscience of our own. Spread the word. Resist, we must. And that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to go to the website, thetorchreport.com. Find the heart, click the heart, give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And, of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this thrilling, thought-provoking Thursday. And I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.